What's up and welcome to Sideline Chatter. I'm your new host, Carolyn O'Rourke, and I'm here with Gummy Jordan. How's it going? And Dylan Shiel hey. to discuss the hot topics in sports today. A little bit about me, I go to school with these two and I've grown up playing sports. First, we're going to open up with talking about the NFL. Over the past week, star J.J. Watt has been trolling on Twitter about where he's going to land. Where do you guys see J.J. Watt best fitting? Yeah, so obviously J.J. Watt's been a great player on the defensive side of the ball for a long time in the league. Uh, and right now, Houston is just an absolute dumpster fire of an organization. So uh, he was released from there, uh, which he wanted to be released. But like the way I see it, he's still a great player, but, but he's had all these injury problems. He's getting up there in age. And I know it's been reported that some teams have offered him $15 million a year. Uh, I don't know how long that contract is, but in my opinion, that's stupid money. Uh, I see him going to a contender, like one of the really good teams for cheap, where he can be one of those final pieces to lock in a championship. Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, why not go win a ring in Dallas if you're JJ, right? You know, I mean, you got Prescott coming back. You got Zeke <laughs> when Prescott comes back. That play-action combo looking good. You get JJ Watt on the defensive end. All we got to shore up is a little bit of a secondary in the offseason, and boom, that's a Super Bowl contender right yeah, there. Should that's be a noted. lot of stuff, but it's right there. Dylan is a Cowboys fan. Also, also though, um, personally as a Cowboys fan, I don't know if I would want J.J. Watt just because I think he will want some kind of money, and then also we do have to sign Prescott in the offseason, which is obviously going to take a considerable chunk of our cap. But I'd like to see us just get some solid free agents for the down, though, like some veterans like J.J. Watt is, but... Yeah, we'll depends how much money he wants. He'll probably just go play with his brothers. Honestly. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. All right, next up, Deshaun Watson. He's identified the Jets, Dolphins, and Panthers as places he's willing to go. Where do y'all think he should end up? First off, Deshaun Watson, you're an idiot. Idiot for putting the Jets as a destination you would like to go. Why would you jump from one organization that's just sinking rapidly to another that's sinking rapidly? There's nothing positive that's going around in the Jets organization, so I don't see why you would want to go there. Personally, and I know probably Gummy's going to agree, I, I think Carolina is the best fit for uh, Deshaun Watson because he'll be able to win right as he starts. Um, Dolphins-wise, I, I wouldn't want Deshaun Watson if I'm a Dolphins fan. I like Tua. But he also has uh, CMC in the backfield, a young, talented defense. And CMC is going to allow uh, Watson to really use his leg, legs because in the backfield in Houston, uh, Johnson wasn't that dangerous. But when you get that read option and everyone's thinking CMC is getting the ball... It allows for a lot of breakout plays there. Yeah, I mean, as a Panthers fan, I obviously want Deshaun Watson. The only problem with it is it was reported they want our next three first-round picks, Christian McCaffrey, oh, Teddy Bridgewater. CMC? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were only wanted Bridgewater. They wanted Bridgewater, McCaffrey, and Brian Burns. Oh, no. And three first-round picks, which we just can't afford to give up. So when I was thinking about it, like, as a Panthers fan, I did, we just can't give up that much capital. So first I'm thinking the Jets, they have the number two. They've got Darnold. Um, but it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. That roster is already so bad. They would have to give up so much capital to get them that they'd be starved in the next next few drafts. Yeah. And so their rebuild wouldn't even start. So I think that the Dolphins have the most capital to where they can trade for him. They already have a good roster. Uh, they've got a re- two first round picks this year, uh, and like a young, young talented defense. Uh, yeah, receivers, receivers, receivers. A good defense. Uh, they could use two as a trade asset, but um, like. In terms of when now, I'd love to see him go to the Panthers, but in terms of which team is the most capital for him, I think it's the Dolphins. Yeah, that's Washington has been starving for a long-term quarterback for their franchise. What should they do with that vacant spot this season? So, like, I know Dylan's going to say this too. I think Darnold's out there, but I want to really focus in on Heineke. 
Like, what can he be? I think that the problem with Washington is they have a really good defense, uh, but quarterbacks are so hard to get, especially like... It's a solid franchise. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's been some talk. Russell Wilson, he's really unhappy in Seattle. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they move up in the draft and try to get one. I just don't see any way they're going to be able to trade for one of these big-name quarterbacks. So maybe just stay, stay in-house with Heineke or try to get one on the cheap. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I mean, I do like Sam Darnold, and if you're going to go free agent, I'd go there just because you would not be uh, taxing your team as much, you wouldn't pay him as much as some of the other big-name QBs in the free agency. But, again, I just don't think Heineke, like, if, if they really signed him to make him, like, the starter next year, I don't – I'm a Skins fan, I'm pit. Like, you're not, signing him to make him the starter is not trying to win. In my opinion, I don't think he's going to win you as many games as as if you go out there and get a solid quarterback because this draft class is so deep at quarterback. Or you go again, like you, Gummy said, um, get like someone like Darnold. Yeah, I just don't like the in house with Heineke there. It's just so hard to get a good quarterback in this league. And the Skins have been starving for a franchise quarterback. They thought they had one. I thought they had one too in RG three, but injuries screwed in there. And then Dwayne Haskins never got a never got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> never got a chance. All right, now we're gonna switch over to the NBA. The Lakers are 1-5 and five without Anthony Davis. Can they figure it out, and where is the problem stemming from? The problem to me is, first off, I think the media gives LeBron, they expect too much from LeBron. I mean, he's still playing like an MVP caliber season. Um, even the past couple games, he's been playing well. He hasn't been playing bad, and I've seen Stephen A. Smith bashing him about having to do more. But really, his role players need to do more. Like, Wesley Matthews, have you heard his name this year? No, but they just traded for him in the offseason to be a role player, to be a guy who comes off the bench or starts and makes shots. He's a brick. And he has been shooting under 40% from the field, under 40% from three. He's just He, he has not been playing well this season. And I, honestly, if I'm the coach, I think Vogel needs to make some kind of change to get some kind of gas in the lineup. Caruso brings energy, but he, he hasn't looked amazing this year from the field. Um, I do like Quinn Cook, and I, he's not getting a lot of burn, which I don't understand. I like him better than Matthews. Matthews is a little bit bigger. He's a better defender, but offensively they need some kind of spark because LeBron by himself is not, at this age, is just not enough anymore. I um, also would like to see more out of Q, Kuz, but he's he's just an uh, inconsistent player, so you never see anything from that. But yeah, if I'm Vogel, I think I think the problem stemming from the inability uh, is from the inability of the role players to hit their shots and to play well, because they're shooting 30% from three in February, and that is horrific in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it's important. Like, LeBron James is 36 years old. When you get to that age, you got to coast a little bit more in the regular season, so when it's finally playoff time, he can go all out. Uh, so obviously, it's going to be hard without AD. He's one of the best players in the league. Uh, I think they're still going to find ways to win games. Like Dylan was saying, they just got to switch up their rotation, get more energy in the game. Uh, LeBron's still going to win you a few games. He's he just, also had a tough schedule the last couple yeah, of Yeah, he's just getting older. They'll be fine, I think. Come playoff time, yeah, they'll be fine. But, I mean, I would be scared of them dropping a couple seeds just from AD being injured. Oh, I think they're definitely going to drop a couple seeds. Yeah. But. Again, it's LeBron in the playoffs, so it's like Brady <laughs> all over again. Utah is currently first in the West with the best record in the NBA. They also shoot the ball at the league's best, 40% from the three-point line. Do you guys think they'll keep up this momentum and will be able to win in the postseason? I think, sure, they can win in the postseason. They have a super well-rounded roster, a bunch of scorers, great chemistry. Uh, and what's so important right now is that they're the one seed. So that means whatever they're, the, the team that they're playing isn't going to be that great of a playoff team. That's easy first round. Yeah, like I can definitely see them winning a series. I think the problem becomes when they get into the later rounds, what hurts them is that they don't have that one player on their team who's a killer. 
Let and, me see Donovan Mitchell turn into that. Yeah, I think that that's what exactly what I'm thinking. Like the most important thing for the Jazz is that Donovan Mitchell turns into that type of superstar because all these other hyped up playoff teams have superstars like that. So I think it depends on how much Donovan Mitchell progresses, um, and in terms of how far this team can go in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. I think Donovan, although he's having like a career year this year, he's not like he he's not like superstardom yet. And if he can get to superstardom, this team can definitely win a finals. But I, again, you just gotta wait and see that. But for me personally, I don't like the way their offensive game translates into playoff basketball. Just because when you're hucking up those threes like that, there's gonna be nights where they're not hitting. And, Cold nights, yeah. And late, I mean, lately during the regular season, there hasn't been, and they haven't had to worry. But there's gonna be those nights where you have to do something besides jack up a bunch of threes. And so I don't know what they're gonna do there. Gobert hasn't been much of a presence inside offensively. Defensively, he has. So that's. But I think they are able to get away with it just because of how well they're playing defense. You know how Houston with Harden, the Harden era, throwing up all those threes and all that, and they said they couldn't win the playoffs, right? But that was partly due because they were just undersized and bad at defense. Utah's the opposite. Um, they're best in defensive rating, and they give up uh, the second least second, ch- second chance points because, they again, they have the seven-foot beast inside and uh, go bear. So I think if they can keep up their d- defensive intensity – and keep hitting threes at a solid percentage, then they have a good shot at um, getting to the finals or even winning it. Excluding Devin Booker's as he was subbed in for AD, who's the biggest all-star snub? Now I'm going to go with the, the hometown Washington, Russell Westbrook. Um, he was injured for a couple games, and he rested because Russell went back-to-back, so everyone knows about that. Um, he, was, he was almost averaging a triple-double. He was averaging 19 points, 9.7 assists, 9.7 rebounds. I'm going to call that a triple-double. Um, but again, with the All Star Game, I think it's a little, a little bit like the MVP. Like if your team's winning, it definitely boosts your your stock. And uh, Russ, the Wizards didn't start winning until recently. They had a very poor start to the season, um, and so did Russ. Honestly, especially offensively, scoring the ball, he just has not looked the same. And I think that's why he also wasn't an All Star because everyone has this pre, like this is what Russ is supposed to do, and he just didn't look like the old Russ. So. I, I'm kind of sad he didn't get in, but I think it's kind of just all pre-bias. And just for an example of how well Russ is playing, he's averaging more points, rebounds, and assists than Ben Simmons, who's an all-star. Yeah, I think like the league is... There's so much talent in the NBA, it's so hard. There's uh, so many snubs this year. There's so many players that deserve to be all-stars, but just can't be because the league is so good. Um, but when I look at it, I think it's Sabonis. The Pacers yeah. are fourth in the East, and when he is an off-night... They typically don't win. He's averaging 21 points, 11 rebounds, almost six, assist, almost six assists. And he's on uh, like almost 60% true shooting. It, it's unreal. He's putting up great, great numbers. Uh, efficient too, yeah. Yeah, like obviously it's, it's so hard to make the playoffs, but they're 15 and 15. He's having a great year. And I think he was one of those players who might maybe should have been in there and didn't get in. Yeah, I think we'll see him and Brogdon in there in the future though, for sure. Yeah. After they get Couple, couple more experiences on the The Wizards were on a five-game win streak before their loss Tuesday to the Clippers. Do y'all think they can make a playoff push? With how weak the East is this year, yes. Um, again, the Pacers are the four seed at fifteen and fifteen. Um, the Wizards are eleven and eighteen. That's four games behind. We still have half the season to go. Um, the Bulls, the Bulls, I know, Zach Levine, crazy, oh my god, it's his first all He's good. I, he's good, but the Bulls are not good. They're not a good team. They're just winning because he's hot right now, and they are a six seed. 
So, yes. Yeah, but Beal is so hot, and the Wizards still can't win. So, yes, the Wizards can make the playoffs, but how do they do it? It all boils down to those role players because two superstars are going to bring it every night. As we've seen in the last couple games, Russ and Beal are playing there. Like Their, their skill is there every night. Um, I'd love to see Bertans get that percentage up, get a better shot. Um, but he's just He's been kind of off this year, not, not like his usual self, or at least percentages-wise. And then, well, Troy Brown's not playing, but Hachimura can continue to grow and become more of a scorer and playmaker on the defensive end of the ball. Then they could look to become a, a playoff team and maybe steal a series or two. Yeah, I don't think so. You've seen them these five games, man. I know. They, they, they can hang with the best. Yeah, they look good, but I don't see them having con- discontinued success throughout the rest of the season. And, like, yeah, the Pacers are the four seed of 15 and 15, but at 11 and 18, where the Wizards sit, at the 13 seed, they still got a fair amount of room to make up. I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, Beal, great player. Westbrook, he's been performing better of late. Still hasn't played that great this season. So, yes, it is possible that they make the playoffs. But in my mind, the Wizards are not a playoff team. Yeah, they never have been for a while. It's sad. But this year, the change. Change! Remember the John Wall era? <laughs> Hell yeah. Game six shot, so tough. All right, well, thanks for listening to this week's sports recap. And stay tuned to hear an interview with Covenant's Jonas Sanker. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, guys.